Hello, Cleveland! And welcome to what I believe is now episode 10. We've hit double figures! This is a yeah. momentous occasion. Just think, another 40 and we might be raising the bat. Oh, they said we'd never make it. Yeah, they were right, and but anyway. Really <laughs> but, but anyway, this is another uh, iPod from Hell, special iPod for Hell, as we're calling this it. Is, uh, but, this, but this is an iPod for Hell with a twist. Uh, we figured, well, we've done nine episodes, we've done a couple of iPod from Hells. Dan was absolutely and completely depressed at the end of the last effort. I, I, I couldn't speak for, for the next three weeks. And uh, he basically turned around to me and said, Why does it have to why do we have to be <laughs> well, GJ, why do you listen to this shit? Yeah, well that's how you <laughs> Why, why so negative? Why are we why are we dissing? Why, why are we hating? Yeah, why exactly? Why the hating? Yeah. Yeah, why well, the hating? So we're gonna, we still have to do hating. It's in our blood. I'm sorry, but we're going to do something with a bit of a twist. We're going to pick ten bands, and this time around, what we're actually going to do, we're going to play a song of theirs that we like, and a song of theirs that we hate. To, there it to is. Put a, yeah, the dichotomy of life. That's right. The Tartar and what the, have you. The yin and yang. Yeah, that too. Of music. <laughs> of music. So yeah. to uh, to start us off with, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. Sixpence yeah. none the richer. And they deserve to be none the richer for having written shit like that, can I just say. Look, the only the only positive association I do have with that song is the classic scene in Not Another Teen Movie where she's walking down the stairs and then yeah. the stairway collapses underneath her. Now, that's comic gold, and that lasts forever. But this song really shouldn't because it is it is just... It's the sort of one that just gets stuck in your head and you'll just be sitting there, you know, going to the can, you know, replying to emails, doing all the sorts of things that you do every day and just... Yeah. Ah, okay. Damn it. it was compounded yeah. by the fact that it was played about 6 million times on Dawson's Creek as well Or oh in relation with Dawson's Creek and To be honest, Dawson, man, why do you just save us all the time and jump in the fucking creek? Oh, uh, yeah, on, you know, I really wanted that boat to fucking sink Yeah but I mean, uh, the fact that Tom Cruise ended up with Katie Holmes and you didn't I mean, take that, take that Yeah, <laughs> that's how it is but, but so, moving so on, so moving on to this. say that yeah. Kiss Me is the song that we're not a fan of. And now, having said that, they were actually listed as a, a one-hit one wonder. wonder. Yeah. And I immediately objected to that because of this particular track. You've got to love the fact that they were a Christian rock band and it turned out later on that that song was actually written about a drug addict. Yeah. There She Goes was actually about her basically taking more crap. But that song, for so- I, I really like that song and I re- in particular I really like her vocal work in that song. Yeah, it I mean, actually holds up remarkably well. She does have a very distinctive voice. So unfortunately yeah. it's probably used all the wrong ways in Kiss Me. Yeah. Um, but it's used quite, it's used really well in that song. I'd actually completely forgotten about that song until you brought yeah. it up, to be honest. Yeah, no, I was quite happy to put him in the one here, wonders. Keep an eye out for that. We're going to do something 
with yeah, that stay tuned. But if, if you're listening to this, don't change the station or whatever well, maybe, frequency yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that too. Yeah. Keep your eyes on the dial. Yeah. And, and your keep eyes watching on the, the skis. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I have to say, yeah, I I really do like that song. So yeah, so kill me. So yeah, well, I'll kiss you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you, you got to bring the mood back down? Oh, because that's what <laughs> it's, I it's do. what you do. Yes, yes. but uh, having said move, that, yeah, back we'll, to negativity. We'll, well, we'll move on to the uh, to the next artist. I knew I hated you before I ever heard that song. I mean, it is... it is Now, for this one, we possibly could have put them in opposite order because I think that one was released... That was their second, like, sort of global smash hit after Trigger I think Maybe it was Deeply. this... Yeah, I think it was but, uh, only their second number one in the US. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I... Yeah, that song just shits me to tears, I have to say. I think that the, uh, the only positive to come out of this particular song is uh, translation on YouTube... Ah, yes. Yes, not surprisingly, uh, when I went to do a little bit of research for this uh, podcast, this one in particular, I'll whop in 30 seconds, I, I may point out, but <laughs> um, looked at the, the top comment, which was quite quite heavily liked by people, and it was written in Thai. So I was very, very curious to actually see what it was. Perplexed. So, perplexed we decided yeah, to dig into per- this. Perplexed and or bewildered. <laughs> and for, or both. Let <laughs> let our friends at Google Translate lead the way for us and give us an explanation as to what the Thai people are loving so much. Anyway, the straight English translation of said statement that's and, liked and so much. This is real. I, I yeah. can assure you. This is the word-for-word translation. If Thai people do not... Not any nation in the world, it does not bug me testicle. <laughs> there it is. Now, at first you'd be thinking the only bad thing about that sentence is the double negative of the not-not. But then we come to the last word. Yeah. Now, yeah, it, it's sort of, you could sort of just, you know, validate it after, you know, the first ten words or whatever. Yeah. It was making some sort of sense. But then the not-not came into it. It got weird. And then they finished with a testicle, just yeah. just yeah. out of nowhere. Now, given the fact that perhaps it was a reference to Darren Hayes knowing he loved testicle before he even came out. Yeah. He let me throw he, that out there, he perhaps. He knew he loved it yeah. before he met him. Yeah. yeah, there it is. And Well, I don't know if he did dream it into life, but that would explain <laughs> yeah. how it suddenly appeared at the end of the sentence without anyone yeah, else making right. sense. And he had been waiting all his life <laughs> to that particular point. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to rip on. I'm not going to rip on Savage Garden too much. They probably had two bad songs, but in particular, they have one one song which, to be honest, is is one of my favourite songs of all time. And here it is. Can I just say, I was obsessed with that song from, like, the age of 12 until I was about 15 or 16. I really... That is 
one of the most just catchy and memorable songs by an Australian artist. I think I can I can recall in my lifetime. It is a it is just a top song, and yeah, that first album of theirs, mm. it was it was solid as a rock. That I want you, um, break me, shake me. Yeah. There are a lot. Break me, shake yeah. me. Really underrated. Yeah, big fan of that song too. Yeah. So they yeah they did just seem to lose their way on that second album somewhat, but that I can yeah that would rank in probably my top five favorite songs of all time to the moon and back. My parents can attest to the fact that I was listening to that song pretty much on constant repeat for about three or four years there. Yeah. Top stuff. Yeah. Great, great work, Savage Garden. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's a song that, you know, it's 12, 13 years on now, it's still as listenable as oh, the first absolutely. time you heard it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, certainly hasn't lost any luster whatsoever. It's a bit like Seinfeld. It's as good, as it, it's as good now as it was 10, 15 years ago. So, moving on to, um, moving, to do something a little bit different, I'm actually going to take back-to-back songs from, uh, from a particular album, this artist's fifth album. And well, you, couldn't they, go, you, couldn't go, you couldn't go further from one extreme to the next in terms of songs as far as I'm concerned. Let's have a listen. Yeah, that's right. We're heading into the Blurville. And, um, that's, and that's awful. Yeah, I mean, that song's just a blur of really, really bad instruments mixed together. This was actually a really popular song, which was... I was going to say, though, it's, it's the main criticism I have of it is that it's just boring as batshit. Yeah. Uh, and I had to break to you. It goes like that for about four and a half minutes. It's, oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely horrible. First song on the album, I mean... Oh, I borrowed this they album. They started an album with that? They started an album oh with that. Oh, my God. I actually borrowed this album off of a friend of mine who's a DJ who loved these guys. And when I heard that, that first song, I nearly gave up on the album straight away. Thankfully. I got to... Luck, I was lucky enough to get through track one to move to track two. And, well, track two was... Track two is song two, as Dan quite rightly put it. Yeah, uh, and that, and if you had to, if you had to pick the top ten songs from the nineties, yeah. you'd have to throw that in there. Absolutely, yeah, great song. Still, still as good to listen to now as it was the first time I heard it. Yeah, yeah, really, really loved it. It reminds me a lot of um, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" yeah. by Nirvana. Very rocky. Uh, the words have got nothing to do with it, but. It's almost the yeah. It's almost the lack of coherent um, <laughs> of coherent lyrics that sort of add to its appeal somehow. I think. Yeah, and I mean the thing, I, the, the the subtle thing I love about song two. You pointed out it was track two on the album. On the album itself, it goes for two minutes and two seconds. Very nice. How how well played is that? That would just go over the head of pretty much ninety nine percent of all modern artists, wouldn't it? Yeah. So. Um, 
Well, moving on to another modern artist who likes to do things perhaps a little bit off kilter. I go Gaga for that song. I do have to say it is that is among yeah the the top handful of tracks that I've listened to in the last few years. And I can I mean GJ will be able to attest to this when I first purchased that album and I was listening to it at work. I think that song got <laughs> repeated in my Windows Media playlist more often than any other one. It was one of about four or five songs we could hear you listening that, to. That and that was one for some reason it just it it pierced through the headphones a lot more. So everyone would always accuse me of listening to that song all the time, even though right. I'd be putting them on, yeah, repeat. Yeah. But that is a yeah, an eminently really good song and comes from the time when she was more concerned with what her music sounded like than being a gay pop icon. Yeah. I mean, to put it bluntly, I'm actually not a fan of hers, but I actually do really love that song. Yeah. Um, there's, it's just great on so many different levels. There's yeah. lots of different speeds, lots of different thoughts. The video clip is like a softcore porn. I mean, it's, it's got it all going on. Yeah. As, but however, you know, this is about love and hate. So if we love that song, clearly there's one that we hate. So yeah. This is one clip that I believe was specifically designed for the purposes of a group dance number within the video clip. That is pretty much the only thing this song has going for it. And in the video clip itself, check it out on YouTube if you will, there's this really fucking weird, weird section of it where... Like, they go to her standing in a bath pouring water over herself or something, and water, like, a wave crashing on rocks and stuff like that, and it's got, like, 30 to 45 seconds of just cutting back between those two scenes. It is is just patently bizarre. I mean, I don't know how much coke she did before making that video clip, but it's time to dial it back, lady. Yeah, well... Or whatever your first name is. I mean, look, uh... I listened to that and I have absolutely no inkling or no desire to even go any further than that. That was painful for me yeah. to listen to. And, um, yeah, from what I gather, her latest album is pretty much oh, 11 God. tracks, just, pretty much is, like it that. horrible, yeah. And, uh, look, the best comment I saw about it was, sorry, Judas, I'm still in love with Alejandro. Yeah. And that's the best one. That's, I think, a good way to summarise that yeah. particular take on that clip. Moving on to another Australian icon. That was Akadaka, man. Those were the days. I mean, their first 
handful of albums when Bon Scott was still at the helm. They're just Power Age, Let There Be Rock, um, uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. God, they they knew how to write some music back then. I, if you listen to them, they're another band, yeah, with whom I was addicted for a number, to whom I was addicted, I should say, for a number of years. And the, the Bon Scott albums in particular, I don't think any band since has come close to replicating that sort of quality and standard from first track to last over a number of studio albums, the way um, Akadaka did in the Bon Scott years. I'm a bit of a late bloomer when it comes to ACDC. I must admit I've probably really only started listening to them in the last 10 years or so and it's always a great privilege to discover new gems with those guys yeah. and certainly with, you know, they, their, their quality throughout their albums is something that's yeah. really underrated is that you could almost put any album on random and pick up something good. Particularly in those early years. Yeah. Yeah. And there aren't too many artists that you can actually say that about. And I think one of the most underrated aspects of their songs are the actual lyrics. I mm. mean, if you look at the words to a lot of those songs, that's a really good example of them. Just these dichotomies and opposites, you know. Sometimes I think this woman is kind of hot. Sometimes I think this woman is sometimes not. And just the lyrics and the way they're written... You'd think, you know, it's just rock songs. The words really don't matter. It's all about the fact that Angus can get up there and duck walk across the stage for two minutes. Mm. Those songs are actually surprisingly really well written mm. in terms of the words themselves. And, I mean, it does pain us to, therefore, put a hate track forward for these guys. Yep. But uh, I think our reasons for putting this one forward are actually quite different. But we'll, we'll talk about them yep. anyway. had a large number of viewers I expect I would get some hate mail because of this but the thing in particular I dislike about this clip is what it represents and it represents their transition from a solid rock band whose albums were at a consistently high level from start to finish to a more pop radio friendly I guess yeah watered down version of a rock band and as far as I'm concerned, there are two d d you know, the two eras of ACDC, pre and post Bon Scott, are uh, a very good band and an average band. And that song was what really marks that transition from being, well, possibly, possibly the best um, hard rock band of all time to just being a shallow, pale imitation of their former selves. I think you had a nail on the head when you said radio band. That's kind of the reason why I'm not a, f a fan of this song. I've just heard this song so many times mm. on the radio over the years. People like trying to tap into ACDC, but not This really... is the song that everyone knows. Yeah. And yeah, the fact right. is, if you go back and listen to their earlier works, oh, there's, there's so much more to them than this song. It's the same with the Back in Black album in general. People absolutely rave about this album. As far as I'm concerned, the only thing that 
really gives it any sort of notoriety is the fact that Bon Scott died before it was released. Mm. And if you go back instead and listen to Power Age and Let There Be Rock in particular, those albums are so, so more just concentrated and a clean rock sound than this one. Well, I mean, Black and, uh, Back in Black was a little bit of a rush job from, from what I've heard and read over the years. And the other thing that's not very well known is that a lot of the, yeah, the higher quality material from that album was actually written by Bon Scott before he died. Yeah. So, moving on to, to another Australian band. This is more from the late 90s. I'm really glad that you started that clip in the bridge because it is uh, it is the bridge that really makes that song. Yeah. That is a, that is just a sensational bridge. Yeah, and the, the, bridge, the guitar and behind the lyrics and that yeah, really, really and, it, and it really does build well into the yeah. chorus as well. That that song is it's by an Australian band called the Mavises. It's really well constructed yeah. beginning to end. It's you know this was around the time when Savage Garden broke through as well. And you can sense a similar type of theme running through those things. I was going to say, yeah, the falsetto singing as well. Yeah. It does remind me a bit of Darren Hayes, and it's it's solid, yeah. Yeah. Once again, very listenable even today, yeah. but uh, their other contribution from around that same time period certainly does not hold up well over the test of time. It wasn't really that great when it first came out, but these days, nah, it just doesn't it's sound good. It's just gotten worse with age. You are a naughty boy. Go yeah. back to your room. Yeah, I was going to say it's interesting that we referenced uh, Nirvana before because I think he's he's got Kurt Cobain envy within that clip. He's trying to be something that he's not. I mean, we were complimenting him for his falsetto and his, his you know you know solid solid voice earlier. There, he's just yeah. It's it's a it's a weird choice for them. The fact is that when they were writing more, I guess pop, you know, pop sort of. Uh, conventional pop songs I thought they were quite good but that one they've almost tried to yeah sort of yeah, un- yeah. unleash their inner demons and I'm not quite sure not what good. I'm just not <laughs> quite sure even now what they were trying to do or what they were trying to achieve yeah. but it makes you wonder which one's the outlier you know was it was it the first one or the second one it's hard to know I suspect it was the second one because I think they did have a few other solid tracks um, from their from their first yeah. from from that same album, but yeah, that one definitely missed the yeah. mark. And speaking, of, I guess speaking of solid tracks, one of my favourite albums while I was uh, back at uni in the mid nineties was an album by Matchbox Twenty called Yourself or Someone Like You. It was virtually quality from beginning to end, and eleven of the twelve songs I used to love listening to, and there was one that just used to annoy me a hell of a lot. <laughs> so we'll start with that. Uh uh-huh. 
I mean, a little bit more about yourself, someone like you. That particular song, Back to Good, it's the sixth song on the album. So it's the midpoint. It's at the midpoint. The, the thing that annoys me about this this song in this album, it, the, the album was really building quite strongly, one through five. One through five was solid, nice, 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 clean, three, three and a half minute songs that had something to them. This song goes for about five and a half to six oh minutes. God. And it's pretty much like that the whole way through. In relation to everything else... It really doesn't sit well. And I was going to say, it's just another, it's, it's just, this sounds sort of unsophisticated in terms of a comment to make, but it's just a boring song, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's exactly the best way to put it. Yeah. It is, in relation to every other song on that album, it is just out of place. Particularly it, if it was, you know, building, yeah, there was a crescendo yeah. throughout the first five tracks, yeah. So what I'm going to do is actually skip back four tracks on that particular album and pick up one of my favourite songs. Solid vocals on that. Oh, absolutely. Rob Rob Thomas sings the shit out of that song. Yeah. Um, I was actually mouthing along to the words of that. It's such... He was bobbing away on the couch here. It was fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's a song I've probably heard five, six hundred times, and I still love it. It's the type of song when I'm in the car, I'm quite happy to sing along to. It... It really gets me. He's he really sings that song quite well. It's got a really good slow, fast pace to it. If if you someone was saying to me what what's a Matchbox Twenty song I should listen to, I would say Long Day, without a shadow of a doubt. The definitive Matchbox Twenty. That's the that's the song, and that's what I remember about them from that first album, which is a cracker. Check it out. Do yourself a favour. Moving oh. on to a, to another artist who. They're, they're very much a mixed bag, and I'm going to pick a song from very early on in their career, which is a song that I absolutely love, and a song from more recent times, i.e. last year, which I absolutely detest. <laughs> so, here we go. Spread the love. Yeah, you see that mommy here is unacceptable, kind of silly, So that's Heart of the Bread by um, Maroon 5 from their first album, Songs About Jane. And this was a song when I when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, I, I reckon I'm going to like these guys. I reckon I'm going to like this band. I actually bought their album while I was while I was away in Sydney. Listened to it on a plane flight back from Sydney to Perth. Loved the first three songs. Could have raffled the rest <laughs> as far as I was concerned. But Harder to Breathe is a song that I could, re- I really got into, really enjoyed listening to. I really wish you paid the chorus now. Yeah, the chorus. Yeah, yeah there, it's yeah. got what a, it's got an incredibly catchy chorus, yeah. which uh, which you didn't play. Well, I'm like an entire yeah. fan base. Uh, what are you I'm, doing? I'm more about the build up into the chorus. So <laughs> if you want to give the chorus a crack right now, by all means. No, I won't do that. Yeah, just, yeah. It would be doing it a great. When it <laughs> gets cold outside and you've got nobody to love. 
Something yeah. like that, maybe? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Words but to that effect. Moving along from that to, uh, to quite frankly, what is an abortion of hard on to build? <laughs> Can I just say, people should not be allowed to whistle within songs. Yeah. Oh, I was it's, actually, it's just not good. Not good. That was the first point I was going to make. Can you think of a song that has whistling in it that you actually like? I'd, I'd rather not even yeah. try. But um, the thing that, that annoys me the most, well, there's about seven things that annoy me about this <laughs> song, and I did do a previous rant on it, but unfortunately it wasn't of a good enough sound quality to include in a previous podcast. Well, let me but, tell you, it was vitriolic to yeah. the extreme. <sighs> he, he's dragged Christina Aguilera down with him, which is really quite disappointing. And that may or may not be in a sexual manner. We're not quite sure. Oh, God. But, Thanks for putting that video yeah. in my head. Jesus. I mean, Adam Levine looks like the kind of guy who, who's a trisexual. He'd, He'd try anything. anything. <laughs> He'd try anything. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done. You stay up all night running that one, Cheech. <laughs> I do my best for it after dark, there. Uh, <laughs> just like Christina, so yeah, that's right. But uh, I hate the. There's just so much to hate oh, about this song. Just it's just it's it's so fucking. Anyone could have written that song yeah. in the last ten years. It's there's nothing to distinguish it. Yeah. from any of the other just generic. And, and the thing, and that the, is on the radio yeah, today. The thing that frustrates me is, yeah, you, it's not only, yeah, it's generic in relation to the radio. Yeah. Anybody could have written that song could be on the radio. And the reason why we know this is because this song was on the radio every fucking <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> so we know it can be done because every single time I turn the radio on, I hear moves like Fucking Jagger. <laughs> to be honest, moving like Jagger's like moving like oh. Peter Garrett. Is that something to be proud of? Oh, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Let, let's not drag Jagger down. Come on. He, he was dancing well, probably 20 years before people even knew what that meant. I'm just saying, <laughs> surely he signed off on this. I hope for well, his sake he did I hope for your sake, yeah, yeah, you're suffering dementia in your old age then. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not a good career move, baby. Yeah, no. If those are moves like Jagger, then no one wants to move like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. And that being the case, we certainly have a bit more sympathy for the devil if that was true. So there it is. Yeah, I had to go there. I'm sorry. Um, moving on. Moving on to uh, one of Dan's favourite artists. Me, I'm not quite as much. <laughs> I'm not as positive about this particular artist. Let's just say that. Now, before you drag my reputation down into the gutter alongside her, let me just say there are two things I like about her, and they're called lefty and righty. That's it. That is it. 
Right, and for the record, that is probably my least favourite song of hers. That song just really pisses me off. See, I'm the exact opposite. That's probably my favourite song of hers. Yeah. And um, yeah. I do distinctly... One of the other songs that I do distinctly remember hearing through said headphones back in the day was I Kissed a Girl. Oh, so yeah. that's, it, that's what I'm talking about. Come on. That song's catchy as all fun. <laughs> I love that shit. Plus the thought of her making out with Kesha... God damn, that, that's fucking awesome. I don't even need to hear music. I'm playing music in my head right now. It's oh. sort of like... <laughs> Surely she could aim a little yeah. bit higher than Kesha. Oh, mate, come on. just She could, she could kiss her and then Kesha could tell her to oh, take oh, it off. Oh, is oh, that oh, how it works? Oh, I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah where, where is Russell Brand in relation to Kesha? Are they pretty much on a par or... No comment. There it is. <laughs> That's what I thought. However, moving on. song in which she is half naked throughout the entire video clip, or completely naked. You know when they were shooting the video clip for this song, she kicked everyone off the set except gay guys and girls when she was doing that scene on the fairy floss cloud because she was completely starkers. I mean, I would I consider becoming gay just to see that because then it would cure me. I'd be straight again after seeing that naked ass on a fairy floss cloud. I'm just going to say, you're making a comment about a film clip, not about a song. Let's make a distinction between the two. Alright, just just put it on mute. The the film clip's great on mute, the song is shit. Yes, and and Snoop Dogg, for the record, just, what were you thinking, mate? Yeah, take that Snoop Dogg to the pound. Hey, by the way, what's brown and rhymes with Snoop? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah. 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 I went there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're, if you'll excuse me, I have to go and pleasure myself to the <laughs> California Girls video. <laughs> yeah. Skin so hot, it melts like a popsicle or something on there, Dan. Is that how it goes? I don't really care. Well, I'm just looking at left yeah. and right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. So God bless not, California. Not, <laughs> I just say, nine down and one to go. Here and um, I wouldn't necessarily say I've saved the best for last. That's that's very rarely the case. Yeah. But the last song that I will be playing is a personal favourite of mine. But before I get to that before point, we get there, let's, yes, let's read as, is, as is usually the way, in order to find diamonds, you've got to trawl your way through a hell of a lot of shit. It's actually quite funny. Uh, I'm looking at the video clip as it's playing, and uh, a picture of Katy Perry came up, and God we don't we know for sure that Dad would say yes to Katy Perry. Oh yeah! <laughs> but we're not going to just say yes to Snow Patrol with that particular song. Ah, uh, oh, Snow Patrol. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. While, while I was in America a couple of years ago, I had the chance to see Snow Patrol and I gave it a miss because, quite <laughs> frankly, all of their songs bar one, I don't like. The problem I have is the one song of theirs that I like, I actually really, really yes, like. It's a good track. It yeah. is a great track. And uh, I guess we'll go out with uh, with our hands open and our eyes open. Oh, I think considering we've just been talking about Katy Perry, let's go over the bank. Yeah, that's right. We just keep hoping, Katy, that your heart opens. And your legs. It's good. I particularly like the second half of that chorus. Yeah, when that comes in, it's not as easy. Yeah, yeah, that's really the the transitions throughout that song are fantastic. It's once again something that I I really like the slicing and the the way that they put it. The splicing, the slicing, the dicing, (laughs) slicing, dicing. It's it's put together so well. It really is really well constructed song. Unfortunately, the other stuff not so much. Yeah, but. Hands open, you know, I, I've listened to that song hundreds of times and I reckon 20, 30 years from now I'll still say it's a favourite song of mine. There it is. So, well, there we go. 10 we love, 10 we hate. From the podcast you love and the podcast you hate. Yeah. We'll leave it up to you. Who's yeah, that's the, right. I think um, we both have differing opinions. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and uh, as, as Dan's... Mind's wandering off into the wonderful world. Oh, I'm sorry, Katie, you brought Katie it up, mate. Come on, uh, I'm the victim here. We'll, we will sign off. So until next time, take care, spiky hair. Take care, spiky hair. Later, Helsing.